Look, Luther, a purple sea urchin. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome back to another episode of COP. Today, I brought in kind of a special guest. One that we've seen a handful of times before. A fan favorite. You know him. You love him. Matt, how are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me, Lukey. No problem. Yeah, it's always a joy to be on. Yep, yep. I'll, I'll be here the next couple of weeks if you want to have me back. Sure. But, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk movies, talk shop, mm-hmm. talk cop with my uh, sometimes friend and acquaintance, Lucas Newsteader. Well, some say we're like brothers, but closer. Uh, I, I've never talked to those people. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, you know. What's new? What's new with me? Yeah. You're just chilling. Chilling? What's new, what's new with you? What's new? No, no I, Dad. No, I, what I, about you? I asked you first. Uh, ask me a different question. See any good movies lately? Yeah, I saw a couple <laughs> good movies lately. Uh, I saw Breakfast Club again, actually. Oh, really? With a friend of the show. Nice. Who's a big fan of the film. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, I think that uh, the older you get, uh, you get a lot more perspective on these films. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I was watching this one, the this viewing, it's probably like my third or fourth, it, to me... The characters in the film, when I first saw it, were like... Well, they're stereotypes, right? Yeah. They're just... It's whatever. It's the brain. It's the beauty. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like... Uh, watching it now, it's like... They're kind of like... They're almost abstractions in that they're like... They they just kind of represent, you know? And more so than just being characters that are stereotypes. they kind of like components of just any teenager, mm. really. And because all of the teenagers have these struggles that are all relatable, a lot of it with their parents, mm-hmm. but it's all different facets, you know, parents' expectations, parents' apathy, parents' cruelty, and that's kind of stuff that I think you can touch on for, for a lot of people. So it's, for me, watching it, I had the new perspective, along with the good soundtrack and the funny jokes, and the no dad, what about you? Yeah. Smoke up, Johnny! The guy that looks like me. John Bender, who yep. Uncanny resembles to host. If you want to know what Luke looks like, just watch the... I don't know the guy who plays John Bender. It's That's Luke. He looks like him. Same vibe. Same wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it all. The doobage. It's all there, man. <laughs> it's all there. So the movie was in trouble. I just had that new perspective. Uh, it was pretty good. I saw Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, luck. Good time? Luck. Okay. Was it a good time? Not really. Okay, but? But, was it funny? No. But? Was it overall a quality picture? I wouldn't say so. Oh. However, it is tolerable. (laughs) There's a couple... There's a couple scenes they take from the games that you go, oh, I remember when I played that. That was nice. cool the first time. Uh, Tom Holland is 
uh, playing Nathan Drake, but he's kind of also just Tom Holland. I don't know if Tom Holland can really do much else. No. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's here. He's... Hey, you know, we gotta get the treasure, man. <laughs> uh, uh, what's going on? Yeah? Huh? Uh, that's Mark. There's some other actors and actresses in it that are not of note. There's a cool scene at the end where they have... T- <laughs> it's like a... It's like... It's like a really over-the-top blockbuster thing. They have two helicopters hoisting two... Each of them are hoisting an ancient, huge pirate ship. And then they're, like, smashing into each other. And then they smash together, and the guys jump on the other ship. And then they fight. And then, like, they do loops. It's crazy. Um, That was kind of cool on just, like, a while. That looked like that cost a lot of money factor. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't watch it again. They'll probably be sequels, though. Do you think so? How are the sales doing? The, apparently, the movie's doing well. And I'm... Uh, you know what? I bet it's just... he's co- Tom Holland is just coasting off that No Way Home fire. It's a smart strategic move from Sony. And there's a, and there's a teaser at the end where it's... The whole movie, it's like, oh, his brother's dead. And then guess what? His brother's not dead. So that's going to be for the next movie. I made a Facebook post a couple months back where I said I can't wait for the Uncharted movie to tease a sequel that will never come out. So Well, it might come out unfortunately. So that, I really hope your prediction's true, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what the fuck? Weird. See any other good movies? I saw The Batman. Yep. Um, you know, it was decent. Mm-hmm. I I knew I had to temper my expectations. I told you. I think I said I can't remember if it was on the show or not. It may have been off the air, but I said I have a feeling that the Batman's gonna be about as good as Joker. But people are gonna go, "Wow, this is so incredible!" I, I had a feeling. I remember you saying that. So. I had a feeling it's gonna be that good. It's about that good. Mm-hmm. If I had to rate it, three out of five bags. Three out of five. Three out of five bags. Popcorn. You know, it's not gonna blow your mind. Pattinson's decent. I won't say too much more because we we'll, we'll have some discussion. Yeah, I'll see it soon. I I just learned today it's like three hours long. Yeah, it's three hours long. Does it feel three hours long? The guy um, next to us fell asleep a little bit. Oh, so maybe ask him. <laughs> uh, he, you know, the thing is, the movie's three hours, and it's also it's a visually dark movie, mm-hmm. like. They just took all the saturation. Yeah, out. it looks like lots of blacks and oranges. So if you see in a theater that's not that loud, then yeah, it might be uh, you might want to take like a quick thirty twenty minutes halfway through the film, just fuel up again, <laughs> get ready for that third act. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you won't miss too much probably. Does it tease any sort of sequels? Is is it supposed to be the start of a series? I think they already have sequels planned because that's just the nature of these movies. There is a little bit... uh, There is a sequel tease. The ending state of Gotham is just easily... There's like an easy place for it to go for it a sequel. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's almost certainly going to be sequels. Uh, Well, am I interested in the future of the franchise? Uh, If the movies are... It's the kind of thing where if the movies are good. Yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, whatever. There's nothing we haven't seen before. I'll tell you that. So those are the movies I saw this week. Uh, I think that's it. I saw a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies I saw this week. Oh, bucks. It's a lot. Well, yeah, I paid for them all, of course. Yeah? Yeah, naturally. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't pull the old uh, switcheroo when you go into the washroom and you hand me a, a senior's ticket and you tell me to go see... 
that stupid movie with Andrew Garfield where he's <laughs> that was redacted. <laughs> redacted. He just <laughs> that was a good movie. Wait. Vince Vaughn's in that movie. Oh. He's playing uh, Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Uh, that's all I really remember. But it was really inspirational. Or like when. You buy seniors passes for us to go see Logan, and the guy says, uh... Wait a second. But did we get into the movie on time, though? Mm. We did. Mm. Well... That guy, that guy was the only guy who's ever even hesitated for a second. Okay? That guy was trying to be employee of the month. Maybe he was. You know, maybe he became a manager or a CEO... Maybe, and kudos to him, but uh, I'm still seeing those movies real cheap. I mean, full price. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, I saw The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which was pretty good. Um, the biggest... Have you seen the movie? Yeah, I saw it, like, uh, maybe a few years ago, yeah. The biggest issue I had with it was that I find that the character's main issue was that was not that he hadn't had sex. It was that he had no drive. Like, at the beginning of the movie, he talks with... Or Steve Carell talks with uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's like, what did you do this weekend? And he's like, oh, I wanted, like, a, a tuna sandwich. So I went to the store and I bought some tuna. And then I made a bunch of tuna salad. And then I made so much that it just made me sick. And then I didn't have uh, the sandwich. And he's like, mm, okay. <laughs> that's cool and he just kind of he goes home and he doesn't really do a do a whole lot and i was hoping that honestly he was not going to have sex at the end of the movie and that he was just going to learn to um have more drive do more fulfilling things in his life make more connections with people because you know with the comedy to me like um like happy gilmore mm -hmm. another he, classic well, another okay comedy where you you want some... You can have jokes, but I still want a movie out of it. Like, Borat is funny, but then also Lampoon's America, right? And this one, Lampoon's uh, Old Virgins. <laughs> I, I wanted it to be like, well, you know what? That actually doesn't matter. And um, his friends in the movie are all jackasses. They're not really his friend. <laughs> I would have... I would have liked him to tell him to take a hike. You know, I, I wanted to see him become a Chad. And having sex isn't Chadly, okay? Oh. It's, it's not cool. It's not cool. Um, I, I was, like, so... He, he sells all of his toys at the end, all of his collectibles, to pay for a wedding. That was, like, a selfless act. Like, he learns to give um, his hobbies away for love. And that's a romantic gesture in a way. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff, uh, the whole, the story of it, I was not a fan of, but it was, it was funny at times. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. How many bags for that one? Another like six out of 10 bags. Just an okay comedy yeah. classic? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You know, some things in it have not aged all that well. Couldn't make it today. You cannot make this film in the state of 
how things are. You would get canceled. The SJW libtard cucks would. The feminazi lesbos would burst on your doors. Feminists are taking over. They would take your kids and they would make them trans and then they would kill you. Because that's. Oh my god, you can't make movies like this today. But there's just a scene where Paul Rudd is holding an NES or no, an N64 controller, and it's like plugged into an Xbox or something, and then. Um, Seth Rogen's there and they're just talking about why each of them are gay and just making really lame jokes. I remember that scene. Yeah. He's like, you're so gay that you uh, <laughs> drink cum. And it's like shit like that. Yeah, you couldn't do that stuff anymore. I didn't even know if a movie like 40 or... I feel like if a movie like that came out today, maybe he wouldn't have sex. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. And then maybe it would be like a more positive message, but mm-hmm. it's not that kind of movie, not that kind of time. And I thought that they were going to do that also because they have these ads everywhere. It's like, have sex, have sex. There's like this cologne billboard where it's just two people fucking. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be like anti that. But then that just becomes, just becomes that. Listen, cool people have sex, okay? Uncool <laughs> people like Steve Carell don't have sex. His apartment was so, like, he has my dream apartment. I hope my apartment looks like that one That's day. That's what a virgin has. Well, I'm a giga chad. <laughs> I'm an alpha Chad. I'm red pilled. Well, how the how the turntables, eh? Nowadays, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, like if if he just waited a bit, he would have been cool. If he had been, if that movie had taken place today, he would have found somebody on Discord that he could have met up with. Yeah, she would have been a fourteen year old girl. Exactly, and yeah. he would have he would have been a Discord admin. He would have gone straight to prison. Yes, and so you know, like hopefully EDP does. Let's just hope and pray. <laughs> Is is he not in prison? No, I don't think so. Is he so. still making content? <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's doing a redemption arc or something. Uh, add that to the my redemption arc playlist on YouTube <laughs> with all my favorite YouTubers uh, slash sex criminals. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, that's just to lighten the mood. Um, so other than that, I've been playing Earthbound because it was finally released on Switch, which was awesome. Um, you, you kind of played the game, right? I played like uh, an hour of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you know the gist of it, right? I had gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. Quite good. Yeah, I'm really liking it. You know, there's just there's a whole lot to love. I mean, it looks really good. I'll talk more in depth when I f- finish it. But uh, looks amazing. Soundtrack is great. It, it's. It's so well balanced that you really don't have to grind all that much. Like the thing that sucks about Pokemon, and I'm a, I, I like Pokemon, but the grind in those games gets so tedious. Unless you just want to beef up your starter and just plow through the game with it, which you can. Um, but if you want all of your Pokemon to be like equally leveled, sometimes that grind can take like hours. And in this, just if you're playing the game your level progresses well enough that you can beat the the boss when you need to which is uh which is nice and you seem to always have just enough money to buy all the big upgrades that you need all the all the food that you need for your journey it's really awesome i was starting to play uh earthbound beginnings but you know you really don't have to play that game i find to get it yeah, just play Earthbound instead. That one is more grindy, right? The first one? Yeah, yeah, because it's like random encounters, whereas in Earthbound, like, you see the guy walking around. It's just like a boy. 
Yeah, and they don't have, like, the rolling health meter, which they do in Earthbound, which is nice, and I don't know. I think I'm going to play Earthbound, Mother 3, and then go back and play Beginnings After, just because, um, I don't know. It's like the TOS of those games where... Well, the TOS means it's the best one. It's a little dated, so you gotta gotta really like it to like it. But, um, yeah, other than that, I saw Pink Flamingos this week. Not once, but twice. You saw twice? Yep. Impressive. And I gotta say, this is a a good movie. (laughs) I'm not not even joking. This is a damn good movie. You know what? I don't even necessarily disagree. Yeah. So you want to get right into it? Yeah. Okay, what's this movie about? Okay, so Pink Flamingos is about this woman. In real, like, the character is played by um, a drag queen. His uh, stage name is Divine. I forget what his real name is. Something Milstead? Something like that. Anyways, I'll just say Divine. But in this movie, he's supposed to be playing, like, an actual woman. Um, Yeah. So... Divine is the uh, filthiest person alive, as the townsfolk call her. She she does everything. She does it all. And she does it good. Yep. And she she's she's really filthy. I gotta say, this movie is an exploitation <laughs> film, and they really push to the limits. It's kind of insane that this movie came out when it did because this is like OG jackass. I mean, yeah, that's that's a decent way of putting it. It is OG jackass. It's pretty. Pretty intense. Like, it's it's a hardcore movie. Anyway, so there's this couple, and they're jealous of her title. They think that they are the filthiest people alive. So they uh, they send a spy over to spy on uh, Babs Johnson, a.k.a. Divine. They want to learn everything about her and destroy her. And that's kind of the movie is this, this uh, cat and mouse game. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really entertaining, and along the way you just get these gross-out scenes... I mean, the acting in it, it's not great. But the thing is, is that everyone has such personality that it's still uh, entertaining, I find. I would agree. And yeah. speaking on the performances, that was that was one thing that, one of the first things I thought about. Because I'll actually say one of the highlights of the film is Divine. Yes. Uh, I actually like her quite a bit in this film. She's a great lead actress. Actor. Uh, is that how it works? No, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, okay. Because he's not, yeah, he's not trans. He's just a drag queen. Okay, he, so he's a great lead actor. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. Um, like, there's just, there's a good op- uh, intro scene when he goes to the market and he, <laughs> he uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say she just because. For the character. For the character. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And the character is also named Divine, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they call her, her alias in this is Babs Johnson, yeah. I think. Uh, she, go, she goes to the market and then buys like a slab of meat and then <laughs> uh, just puts it between her legs and then walks out. And then later she's cooking it and she is like, oh, I just warmed it up with nature's oven or, or my <laughs> own oven or something. <laughs> um, she, she can do a lot in this, like... Uh, one of my favorite scenes are the scenes when she freaks out. Like, yes. Like, when she captures the couple spoilers toward the end of the film. And she's saying, tomorrow you're gonna be dead! You're gonna be fucking dead! It was convicted. Re- I actually re it because it was, like, funny. Yeah. Uh, she's a great centerpiece in the film. Yeah. The other actors are not uh, technically good. No. But as you said, the characters are colorful enough 
that I think that they sustain the rest of the film. And Divine is the big centerpiece here. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, if, it, it's the kind of movie where it's made around her, her yeah. character. And then they, they have a lot of crazy characters to fill in the background. I like her mom is funny, even though she's a one-note character. She just wants eggs. <laughs> um, then they have other silly characters like the Eggman, mm-hmm. who marries... Well, I don't know her mom's name, like Edith, Edith or Edel or Edage. Right? <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> or something. Um, that, that was good. The thing with this movie is that basically, and this movie is 50 years old today. Or not today. This, okay, this, this, <laughs> this scene is like, was that a real animal that they killed? Yeah. So it was a real chicken. I mean, it's not dead in that scene, but they kill it afterwards and eat it. Like, I think the scene after, whatever, you see um, Divine cooking chicken. chicken. Yeah, that's that chicken. Cannibal Holocaust type beat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the thing with the, the movie's 50 years old. And, it, and it, you're right, it's actually ahead of its time. If you think yeah. of it in the context of 72, and I guess we reviewed like something like... Uh, Last House on the Left region yep. recently, which was like I think also seventy two or seventy three, but that is consider that that at the time, uh, the critics were disgusting, vile. Mm-hmm. See like a prosthetic arm. You do see some some content, yeah. It's nice. Someone pissing their pants. Someone yeah. pissing their pants. But that like a lot of the heavy stuff is off screen. This movie, this movie bears it all. Yep, pun intended. Um, you're gonna run, you're gonna have everything you want for the family here, mm-hmm. okay? You're gonna want, uh, castration. Um, whatever the hell this is. Apparently this is an actual fetish. Uh, crush fetishism. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah. They do a lot of gross things. And the thing with the movie is that, that's part of the thing, is that the, kind of the point of the movie is that it's like, I think it's supposed to be an exercise in trashiness. Yep. That was on the and the sh- poster, I think. And it, it, it's it's tagline or whatever. Some, something like that. Exercise yeah. and po- bad taste. Bad taste, yeah. yes. And I think it does that well. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I'll say that I think the movie is a little bit too long for me personally. Okay. Because while the characters are funny and the gross-out gags that are always shocking and always um, entertaining at mm-hmm. the very least... I think my favorite one was when they were... My favorite one is either when they're just eating each other's feet. Yes. In that scene. She's like, let me finish you off. Let me finish you off. And they're just slobbering on each other's toes. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> and then the scene with the guy, which was, I think this was the most... This was the most shocking gross-out gag for me was... The guy with his ass, and and you just it's just a close up on his anus, and he's prolapsing his anus in yeah. front of the camera. I think with surfing bird in the background. That's a great wholesome American image that'll have burned in my mind forever. So that was good. The thing with the movie for me, the the stuff that falls short is that there's just little stretches of tedium in between the decent jokes, and the gross out gags, which are scattered nicely enough that the movie keeps a decent pace. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes you have these conversations with these stupid characters just saying stupid things. Like, Egg Lady and Egg Eggman. And then she's just, like... Or, like, when... <laughs> and it's, like, kind of funny in a general sense. But in the moment, it's, like, when she's talking about, like... She's, like, Divine, what, what are we going to do when they run out of chickens in the world? What, <laughs> what, what are we going to do? And she's, like, uh, we won't. But she's, like... 
Um, but what happens if it does? You know, it, it could happen. And then they have silly conversations like that that are that are kind of funny. Uh, I do agree that you know they they do go on for too long sometimes. Especially, I hate in movies when characters are just shouting. That really annoys me su- they, very fast. They do that a lot, and especially these two yes. antagonist characters, yes. who are like admittedly, I think, kind of weak. Yeah, because yeah. Um, they're they're nice as like the challenge, and then the impetus. They send shit in the mail to <laughs> <laughs> to divine, and they're like, "You're not filthy compared to us. We're the filthiest." Yeah. And one one thing I thought was funny was their dynamics. Like we're gonna out filthy you, and then Divine's like we're just gonna kill these fuckers. <laughs> um, which I guess is the filthier thing to do. Yeah, is to not to have civil contests is is to attempt to kill. Well, the thing is like they it's not they use the word filthy a lot, but it's just like I think they mean just being bad. Like they burn down Divine's trailer and they're like, We're so filthy and I'm like, That's not really filthy, you just you just burn down her trailer. Yeah, like it's not it's not gross. Yeah. It's filthy and like and just like a moral yes. just, just generally deplorable. Just generally deplorable. Yeah. Yeah, they run this is actually like a, a decent morbid gag here. Yeah. They are a filthy couple and they kidnap women and they have this random guy impregnate them. Rape them. Yes. Um, and then they sell the babies to lesbian couples. Okay, that was a kind of a funny punchline, because I was wondering why they had these people in the cellar. Mm-hmm. This is, like, typical horror movie shit. Like, put the lotion in the basket, and then this lesbian couple happens along, and they're like, oh, what a beautiful baby, and they sell it <laughs> off to them. Little noodles. The grossest scene in this is when he syringes his cum out of his hand, and we get a little IVF action in the film. That was a little gross. That was, I think, the grossest part of the movie, besides, like, the end, which is also pretty gross. Dude, the ending? I I was like this. My (laughs) eyes were saucers. I was like, no fucking way. Well, we'll we'll save the ending for a little bit. We'll save the ending for a little bit. Um, uh, So the antagonists, they're okay. They're they're exactly like you said. Like, they just kind of shout a lot. They're melodramatic and, like, kind of, like, a nefarious sense. They go, ha, ha, ha. They have really nice fashion sense, really nice interior design. I'm going to assume that that was just uh, John Waters' house. Oh, their home? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. the director's house. Yeah. Like, it, oh, and they have all the posters up. Yeah. I think they're, like... I don't know a lot of the movies, but I'm guessing some of them are exploitation films. Yeah, probably. deplorable films. I would... If it was, like... If, maybe if this came out a few years later, they would have had Last House on the left posters. Mm-hmm. Like that on there. Uh, shout out to the scene once again of the foot fetish is really good there's a narrator in this movie and even the narrator has personality where it's not a typical um, you know smooth talking guy it's like this trashy hick uh, and, and and the narrator's opinionated where uh, he I'll just say he or he I don't know I'm assuming that the narrator was John Waters I don't know though I didn't check oh maybe um, I just guessed and he, he like, calls a bad guy's assholes and stuff like that. Whereas in other movies, you would never have, like, an opinionated narrator. Yeah. Every every character has a little bit of personality. Like, even though the the foils, the, the villains are kind of, you know, weak, they still have their little quirks. Like, they have one has red hair, one has blue hair. And they're like, I love you more than my own hair color. And yeah. stuff like that. Um, the the guy, what's their name? What are their names? 
The the couple? Yeah. They're the marbles. It's like Raymond and Connie, I want to say. Yeah, okay. The marble couple. Raymond goes and he, like, flashes people, but then he doesn't just flash them. He has, like, just meat hanging from his he penis. He has huge sausages tied to his flaccid penis, and he goes to ladies and he goes, <laughs> and then the girls go, ah, and I guess he takes their purses or whatever. Yeah. And there there is a great punchline to that joke as well. Yes. When he goes to do that to, to a lady, and she's playful with this, she shows him her boob, and yep. she's going, haha. And then, boom, big reveal! She also has a penis, packing bigger than he is, by the way. And he's like, he's, cho- he's, he's so choked. choked. He's so choked, which just right away proves that he's not that filthy. No. If he's getting choked by that. <laughs> um, that, that, was, that was another. There's some decent, like, it's like semi-running gags throughout the film like that. Yeah. And I, I would say that this is a, a decently funny film. Maybe yeah. not uproarious, but it, it is it is kind of clever. I get the sense that John Waters is... Uh, I've, I've, of his stuff, I've only ever seen... Uh, I've seen the remake of Hairspray. That's Apparently, the original. 2007 one? No, that was that's not his. He made the original. No, yeah, I've seen a remake of Hairspray. Oh, so gotcha, it's like, gotcha, gotcha. So I haven't even seen the original Hairspray, so I'm not too familiar with his work. Mm-hmm. But I get the sense that he's... Uh, this is a film witty enough that I get the sense that um, you, you see the cleverness run through, even though the focus of this film is the trash. Yeah. Is the gross stuff. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a thoughtful drama. I think he just thinks all this stuff is super entertaining. Yes, and he wanted to... And it's impressive how much he crams into one film. Yeah. Uh, in in a ninety film it film, but even though the, it runs a little long, he does really touch all the beats of stuff that would make Cisco uh, and Ebert go. Guys, this is just a symptom of our current sick American culture. Uh, I think I think we saw last week that Ebert didn't even he couldn't give it stars. He was like, this film is too. <laughs> oh yeah. He gave it a thumbs. Yeah. Said, yeah. No stars. A thumbs down. <laughs> I don't know if Cisco gave it. Probably a fuck you to John <laughs> Waters. Um, but I'm sure they hated this. Yeah. Uh, but that's, like, the, it's like, if you get riled up by this, then you lost. Okay? Yeah. That's the game yes. here. It's like, how much trash can you take? And the movie doesn't... Like, it's gross, yeah. They got the cannibalism. The, the scene where they eat the police officers is really funny, too. <laughs> yes. Another thing that I really like throughout the film is that... Uh, I like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. They have, like, a lot of 50s and, like, 60s rock and roll. Yep. Um, and a lot of the stuff that they show while the songs are playing are just in Congress. Or they'll stuff, like... Uh, they'll play, like, a Little Richard song. It was, like, the girl's got it, and it's just showing Divine straight through town. And that's the scene where she puts the meat in between her thighs. I like I like that those shots just because they're just so visually funny of Divine walking amongst regular folk. That was, like... That was... What, that's shot initially when you see her walk and you see all the people on the street, which are obviously candid, just like yep. turning to look at her. And you just see her as like this huge, colorful figure mm-hmm. amongst just like regular people. I, I get the sense that that was kind of the point that he was trying to make. Yeah. And, and you know, he, he, he doesn't have any reverence for, for like the classic American culture. Or maybe he does, but he thinks that this is a nice way to lampoon it. Yeah. Is to have all this shit come on. Um, another big, you know, gross, not gross out scene, but just a great exploitation scene was that Divine finds out where the, um, 
what are their names? I've already forgotten. The Marbles. The Marbles, where the, the Marbles live. So she takes her son, Crackers. Uh, she takes uh, Crackers down to their place. Who is like, who is like, he reminded me of the the hitchhiker in Texas Chainsaw. I yeah. Just like one of those dumbass hillbilly guys who's just like, we gonna kill him, Ma! You reminded me of Tex Watson, who they give a shout-out to in this movie. They, they have a free Tex Watson. She walk, a Divine walks past uh, just a graffiti of free Tex Watson. Shout-out to the Manson family. Nope. No? Nope. <laughs> no. Uh, shout-out to just Charles Manson and his family dog? Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, you reminded me of that. They go down to the Marvel's place, and then they're like, we have to coat this place in our filthiness. And they just go around the their house licking everything, spitting on everything. And then I watch this for a second time with Caitlin. And then as a grand finale, Divine is like, I'm going to give you something only a mother can give you. And she pulls out his penis with a huge bush. The biggest bush I've ever seen is quite impressive. It was the 70s, okay? And she just she just blows him. And like no like there's no cutaway nope. this isn't like oh they kind of do it like no <laughs> no this is like she blows him and she Kate, blows him from flaccid to erect and he and then they have to stop and he's like mom mom i'm so she, close she, <laughs> he's like no <laughs> he's so choked that his mom didn't get to finish him in their rival's house i was watching that with caitlin and she's like is she gonna and then she's like oh yeah all right <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> And then they, um, in, in doing so, they've cursed the house, which was kind of funny that they added this little supernatural element to it. That was another good gag. Where the marbles come back, they sit on the couch, and then the coach rejects them. And then he's like, uh, the coach is out of order, I guess. And she's like, how can a coach be out of order? Then the chair boots him off. Yeah. Then they go into the uh, kitchen, and the table just tips over. <laughs> Like, when the couch uh, first kicked her off, I thought there was going to be, like, a body in there. Like, mm. a guy got castrated or something. I was like, what's the explanation? But no, I thought... And then I saw that it was going to be that kind of just gag where he just pulls that kind of supernaturalism out of nowhere. That was yeah. good. Yeah. That was a good gag, too. There's a lot of good individual gags in this pepper throughout the film. Yeah, like, when the marble sent her the, the piece of uh, poop, they, they address the package a trailer... And then he And then the mailman gets there and he's like, Well you're she's like, There's no address here and he's like, Well you're Beth Johnson, right? She's like, yeah. And he's like, Here you go and then she says, Get the fuck out of here, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> And then in the letter, uh, this is one of my favorite parts, they call her fat, so when Divine like freaks out, she goes, Ah Her her screams in this are sublime. Yeah. Like her rage is palpable. <laughs> And I love the makeup that she's done with the bald, semi-bald head. She just, ugh, she's, she's so good. That is so deliberate as, like, they wanted her to look as outlandish as possible. Like, yeah. the, the eyebrows that go past the hairline, the eyeshadow, the, the garish lipstick. I like the hair. It's good. She's got a nice, she's got a nice fade there. Do you see that? <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, Divine Divine is, is like the is the big star. I I don't know if she's in anything else, but I would watch another film with her in it. Yeah, I was I, I read a little bit about the movie and I'm pretty sure that she is in other um, stuff. John other, Waters other had, John Waters stuff? Yeah, because he had this group called the Dreamlanders because this was a, a Dreamland film, something like that. Yeah, Dreamland and, Production. Dreamland Production. And it was just a group of actors and actresses that were kind of in his 
uh, repertoire. Yeah, yeah, I see. It. Like a little troop. Yeah, kind of like how you know Tarantino or Lynch have their their actors they like. Like Tarantino has uh, the Weinstein's and Miramax. Yes. yes. Good friends of his. <laughs> Good close friends that he obviously knew intimate details about. Yes. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Don't at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Anyways, just lightening the mood there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, also I really like the ending of this movie where uh, Divine captures the marbles and then just executes them. She calls the press yeah. and they're like, so you're just going to kill them? And she's like, yep. <laughs> Give me more questions. <laughs> that that was her, the ending uh, when she captures them and she does those interviews. That was great. Yeah. I love the line. And that's, this is the iconic line is when they're like, do you believe in God? And she says, I am God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, for a moment, I believe it. Okay. <laughs> and they, uh. They say, like, what are your politics? And she's like, kill everyone. Kill everyone. <laughs> eat shit. Uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, although it was kind of weird. Like, the whole killing them. The actual murder was, was so weak. <laughs> I think that was also supposed to be a joke. Because, like, they could have... I, I get the sense. Like, it's just like a little, you're going to die. And then it goes, a little cap gun goes... Chip. And then we just see them slumped over with blood. I guess they could have had, like, a squib or something. Yeah. But it, it was almost funny that it was just unceremonious. They just get shot, and then they're like, okay. They're like, the reporters, fuck off. Yep. Bye. <laughs> and then one of the reporters says, what do we do if I refuse to publish this? And she's like, well, I know you where your wife and kid live, don't I? So they're gonna we're going to have a barbecue with them, if you know what I mean, if <laughs> this doesn't get published. Yeah, that, that, that scene where they killed the police officers and eat them is just so funny so the movie's just so goofy it's and it, it, it works it's in it's almost endearing in in its repulsiveness yeah and and that's a really thin line to do and the big thing and i guess the, one of the famous things in the movie is boom at the ending so they killed the marbles yep and they so they won yeah okay but they're not done keep going um because they say, <laughs> Divine is like, uh, the narrator says, Divine is going to prove that she's not only the filthiest person in the world, but also the filthiest actress in the world. Yeah. So it is uh, supposedly the real thing. Yep. Um, she eats dog shit off the ground, <laughs> fresh. Yeah, you see the dog? Shit. Shit. Yep. Kind of runny. Yep. Scoops it up. Eats it. Dude. And And there's... Dude, buddy, that popcorn bucket will double as something else by the end of the film. If you saw, I, I mean, I can't imagine this was in wide release. This was probably like an underground. Picture. Yeah, it would be a, like, I don't know if it was necessarily in porno theaters, but definitely kind of fringe theaters. Like a like a midnight movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you see her gagging and smiling through, <laughs> dude. It, it was hardcore. Like even I was going back to Jack uh, Stevo in the porta potty. I mean, that's gross, but he didn't even eat it. She, she ate well, that Steve-O shit. Well, probably got some in his mouth. Well, yeah, but... It... <laughs> Fuck, man. You can see the pain in her eyes. She's like, oh my god. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's nasty. Um, did you watch... Because this is... Um... I didn't watch the bonus stuff. Oh, you didn't? I, I saw that there was stuff after, but I thought they would integrate that into the film. Mm. 
I didn't watch the bonus scenes. I saw John Waters saying, hey, I hope you enjoyed my film. Here's some scenes I cut. And then I saw her come out of the top of, yeah, that's all I saw. Oh, well, there's some good stuff. Like, he says, um, you know, animal rights activists criticized my use of the chicken in the movie. He's like, well, I eat chicken. I know how it gets on my plate. Um, It doesn't just magically get there. It's like, but I think, like, Peter would take issue with the fact that he had that chicken and, like, it was like they were abusing the yes. chicken. No, no, I don't. I don't agree with his uh, with his reasoning. No, yeah. because you just you just chop their head off and that's it, you, that's it. Humane. You don't fuck it. Yeah, you don't fuck the chicken. <laughs> yeah, like that. That scene. That scene was like a, that was. It was also a very uncomfortable scene because you can tell. I was like looking like, is that chicken real? And I was like, oh, that chicken's real. Yes. And, yeah. No, that was heavy. I did not like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some people find that funny, but for me, or like people who go on. Uh, Go make gore threads because the mods took down the last one. Watch people die. Watch people die. I mean, I I thought that stuff was kind of funny when I was fourteen, but I've gained empathy since then, and it's just kind <laughs> of uh, uncomfortable. I'm fine. Like I'm fine with movies just killing animals, or in the case of like Apocalypse Now, where they just film something like it's it, gonna happen. Yeah, whether or not that camera is there. Yeah. I guess I'm fine with that because, like, or like they just killed that chicken. I would be fine with it. Yeah, because if they just show a chicken's head getting cut. Yeah, that's happening by the millions. Yes. In American slaughterhouses. Yeah. And I guess also abuse is happening in American slaughterhouses or whatever. But it's like you don't contribute to that. Yeah, and again, they're not fucking. The, they're not the, fucking their chicken. Or I hope not. Or what? What was the fetish called? I, I, when I was looking at the synopsis for this film, there was a link called, apparently it's called Crush Fetishism, mm. where people have, this is so niche, where people have a fetish for things getting crushed in between them when they have sex. How does that happen? I don't know, man. <laughs> Something's misfiring. Too, too much time on B, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Chan life will do that to you. I guess, but I guess this is, uh, is kind of like 4chan before 4chan. <laughs> That's where you go for your transgressive content that you're not going to see on uh, the evening news. Uh, another thing is you see a scene of them killing the spy. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, that was another deleted scene where, um, cr- like, that girl who was uh, fucking the chicken with crackers, they just go and kill her. Yeah. Because uh, they find out that she's a spy, right? And then uh, the good thing that I liked was that they included this old school trailer for the movie where they don't even show a single frame of the movie. Um, they just It's just audience's reaction to it, and they seem to be uh, really enjoying it. This would be a, a fun theater watch, I think. Uh, uh, the people enjoyed it. Yeah. I, that, la- that old lady said it was absolutely marvelous. You know, I, maybe I'm, we're getting trolled here, and th- th- that's reaction to a different movie. I'm sure they asked... Um, I'm sure they just cut all the other people saying "fuck this movie." Yes, yeah. All the ladies going, "My goodness!" <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll watch this trailer once well, we're done. Well, she, she said cause that guy said it's marvelous, and then she, that lady with her with him said, um, "That's the most disgusting thing I've seen in my life." <laughs> so that probably is the movie. Yeah, they're just they're just incredulous. Like I can't believe this is something that can actually be committed to film and widely distributed. Yeah, I maybe if the part theater ever does a showing of that i would like to go because it would be a good watch you know and somebody goes shouts to divine let your hair down <laughs> put it back up <laughs> how many bags matt no we throw dog bags of dog poop at the <laughs> instead of spoons yeah. how many bags yeah um you know what i enjoyed this mm-hmm. 
the sickest movie ever made and one of the funniest. One of the people just said in print, uh, I saw the, uh, the subtitles, he said, piece of garbage. <laughs> Trash. I would give this, I would give this three out of five bags of popcorn. Yeah. Would I watch this again? Yeah, if it was at the park theater, yeah. Probably wouldn't watch this again on my own time. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I was like really, really drunk and I just wanted to get the spins over with and I needed to just... Everywhere, this will be nice to keep in my back pocket. I'll keep a copy in my back pocket when I go out. Yeah, an exercise in bad taste. There it is. It does the job, and it certainly, uh, certainly does what it's promised. Yeah, like I, I was thinking about it. You know, it's not a technically sound movie, which I keep saying. You know? uh, we didn't even. Yeah, the movie kind of looks like shit. It looks like a seventy shit exploitation movie. Yeah, it looks. It looks terrible, and. Um, yeah, and the 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 film that they're using for the the copy that we watched. I mean, I don't know if that's just how it is or or what, but it's there's scratches everywhere. Yeah, like specks man. everywhere. It looks bad. Yeah, looks need, looks we bad. The, we need that Criterion treatment. On God, the, <laughs> no cow. The sound quality is pretty bad. I mean, and, and like. There isn't that great of a story or anything like like I'm saying. It's not a drama, but it it does what it sets out to accomplish. It's funny. It's entertaining. Six bags. Six bags. Yeah. So it'll go in the OK Comedy Classic Hall of Fame with Happy Gilmore and the Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, they're different, but they're all OK Comedy Classics. No, confirm or deny. It's different. Oh, I see. Well, you know what? Just seven bags for this movie. Seven bags just to yeah. <laughs> this uh, last year they put this in the U.S. National Film Registry. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't doubt it. It's it is. I I can see it as a land a, a genuine landmark of cinema. Yeah, uh, pushing the boundaries of cinema, uh, even if it's the boundaries of taste. Yeah. yeah. Anything else we want to talk about? Uh. Well. Oh, what are we going to do next week? Hey, it's hey, that time the, again. Um, sh- fuck, I had something in mind, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Wow, okay. Well, you know, it's, it's just the meme, you know? Oh. You remember the thing, and then it's gone. So we'll just um, do a little spin of the wheel, because, you know, it, got, it gets us some hits, 182. Um, it gets us hits. I had to watch a dude's... Prolapse anus today. That was, was awesome. That was awesome, man. So cool. Um. So yeah, let's see what that gets us. Probably something we've already seen. You know what sucks? Caitlin and I have been scrolling through Netflix, trying to watch, uh, like, find something to watch, and we're finding that we've seen a lot of <laughs> the stuff on there. I noticed that too. Yeah. It's like you, it's the kind of we're at the point where like you're like, oh shit, uh, did I like that already? And you're like, oh yeah, I did. So it's already been on here before. Yeah. I have already seen this. Pet Cemetery. No. It's good. You know. <laughs> Just like that? Yeah, come on. I, it's... Try again. What's the original? I don't care. I saw the remake and... I That pulled me off steam. Oh, okay. 171, let's see. No, we done? already did that. All right, let's try again. That was American Psycho for the viewers. Or the listeners. Whatever. What? Okay. Well, don't people, need that. The people not paying our bills. You get what you get. Yeah, the freeloading pieces of shit it ain't cheap 
Can you load? Neither there's internet, apparently. What the fuck is oh hacked? Am I? God. I'm getting hacked, I think. Uh, just hang in there, folks. We're just having a little bit of technical difficulty. IMDB, fix your shit. Fix it. Um, The gate, sure. What? No. What is this? You can't veto every movie. Well, okay? I'm vetoing you, you a get... couple. Alright, that was your last veto. Like, oh, shit. That's not a cult movie, though. I love that movie. Yeah. I mean, this is Midnight Cowboy, which yeah. is one of my favorite movies, but it's not a cult movie. So I'm gonna re roll. Okay. Another veto? <laughs> is that chill? Is it chill? That was your last veto. I don't care what this movie is. Oh, we did scanners. Oh. Wanna do scanners again? Let's <laughs> scanners re review. Oh, God. 322. Okay. Okay, just. If we don't if we don't get something in the next couple of rolls, we're just gonna do we're just gonna do uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. No. Okay, the groove too. Okay. A collection of skits that make fun of nineteen seventies television, featuring early appearance by Chevy Chase. What a timely <laughs> and relevant film to discuss today. The groove tube. You gotta love when the synopsis is like, "Hey, a famous person was in this movie." <laughs> like, huh? like pretty good, huh? Like when they did little, when, like for Little Shop, it's like, hey, Jack Nicholson was in this for five minutes in the old. No, the one I didn't watch. And, yeah. Well, that's, you didn't miss much because that's what it is. So we'll see if the group tube is any good. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, that's the end of the show. Mm, bye bye. I love you. If you enjoyed anything you heard today, make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and umfm.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page at COP Podcast.